Welcome to Shadow Work. What the fuck? If you've been thinking, uh, what the fuck is Shadow Work and how does it help me? You're in the right place. This is your go to podcast that will answer all your questions as well as give you the tools to dig into your shadow so you can set yourself free from the bullshit holding you back and finally start manifesting that juicy as fuck life I know you've been dreaming of. I'm your host, Caitlin Hosking, the shadow work queen and coach to fierce as fuck women who want to heal their shit so they can drop the self sabotage and take control of their futures. I know shadow work can feel a little bit scary, so if you're new here, don't stress. I'm here to demystify the spook and bring some fun to the heavy. So get ready to learn, cry, laugh, and finally understand why the fuck you do what you do so you can quit playing small and start manifesting those big dreams. So without any further ado, let's jump into this episode. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of Shadow Work. What the fuck? Today is a very exciting episode because it is our first episode of the advice column Q&A on this podcast. What that means is that you guys who have been submitting questions to the Q&A form, and if you haven't done so yet, you can do that via the link in my bio. And we are going to read these questions and give you guys some perspective. And so when I say we, obviously I'm normally here by myself, hanging out, doing my thing, but I have my absolute bestie here. And she is an incredible coach and breathwork facilitator and knows this work inside and out. And she has been on such an incredible adventure journey within herself. And I know that she's just going to bring another level of wisdom to answering these questions for you guys. So you can really get the most out of this. And as we are leading up to our Ignite retreat at the end of this month, which is so, so exciting. Woo! Woo! It also means that she is staying with me. So I have her in person, which has been so nice. And if you have been following my Instagram and her Instagram, you know that... We just love to like play and dance and act like children. And it is so nice. It is very nice. It is really nice. (laughs) So nice. (laughs) So if you have no idea who I'm talking about, it is my friend Crystal. Say hi. Hello. Hello. (laughs) It's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. (laughs) And we are just going to roll with these questions today. Before we get started, is there anything you like? want to say or I'm just grateful to be here like it's nice to answer questions and share wisdom and yeah I'm just ready to go yeah there's no other words other than let's do this let's do it now you definitely don't want me to continue going down that path (laughs) okay we're done (laughs) okay questionos question number one question number one I'm really struggling to stick to my health goals. I always say I'll start again Monday, but by the end of the week, everything just falls off track again. My health is really important to me, but I really need help understanding what's going on and why. Thanks. Okay, health goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, first, before we answer this question, I also just want to say, if you hear a question and you're like, oh, that resonates with me, I also want to say, if you hear our advice or anything that we say, one, if it doesn't resonate, Put it in the bin. Yep. Just because we say something doesn't necessarily mean it's right for you. We are speaking from our own journeys and the things that we've learned and all of those sorts of things. But 
that's our experience and our experience does not encompass everyone's experience. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, is that we are not licensed therapists and we are not medical professionals or anything like that. We have journeyed this work. We know a lot about this work and all of that. But if you feel like there's something seriously going on inside of your your mental space or you're needing medical um, or professional help, please go and see those people um, first and then listen to this stuff and take what works and leave what doesn't for you. Okay, health goals. I feel like, well, this was like my niche for a long time. (laughs) That's exactly what I helped people with because I used to manage F45s and managing F45 or any gym, like you will see so many people coming in and just wanting to get healthy, wanting to get fit, wanting to lose weight. And it's, I remember running like F45 challenges and that would be eight weeks long. And always by like week four, I reckon like 50 to 60% would have dropped off. Mm. And then like by week, I don't know, six or seven, it would be like 80 to 90%. Yeah. And so the first thing I want to say is you're really not alone in this. I Mm. feel like this is such a common theme that we see. So Crystal, what do you feel like when someone's going through this cycle of, you know, I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to pick up these habits, but I just can't seem to do it, even though I keep saying I want. What do you see playing out? Mm. Well, I see a lot of uh, attachment to the end result, first mm. and foremost. Like, what is he, what are you making that end result mean about you? And who do you feel like you need to be in order to, to receive that? So if you feel like you need to be a gym junkie, you need to be, mm. like, smashing, you know, your food in a certain way and it doesn't resonate with you, same as, like, what Caitlin said before, it just won't stick. If it doesn't feel aligned or true to you, it just won't stick. And, of course, if you're using food as a coping or um, mm. like just a strategy to support yourself, it's going to be a ticking time bomb before it comes back up again because it's not actually in changing your food or changing your routine or having a plan or sticking to those goals that is actually going to be the solution for you. It's actually in finding the the real root cause or the, mm. the actual quote-unquote problem underneath it all, which is usually to do with the nervous system and the reason why there it might be like an overwhelm in the nervous system, the nervous system is shut down it could be using it to change or alter your states so that you can feel better in the moment Um, or it could just be a strategy for like deep connection with people or yourself so I mean there's multiple different things that can come up but (laughs) ultimately like the, the the quickest way to say is like what is the reason why you feel like you need to be in these goals like what is that reason do you feel like you need to be there already and can you love yourself now that's where the ticket of freedom is. And then the, the second one is that you, it's, it's a problem that's deeper than what you're actually trying to fix with changing your food and your, your exercise routine. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely something I see is that it's like we want to blame the most obvious thing and be like, oh, it's because I'm not going to the gym or it's because I'm not eating healthy enough or it's because I'm not a certain weight or something like that. But it's like not those things. Yeah. Right, 100%. it's not those things. They're the manifestation of yeah. an underlying problem, of mm-hmm. an underlying issue that we haven't looked at. But because yeah. our society very much says, "Oh, if you like lose weight and if you make all this money and if you do this, like then you'll be happy," we're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, well, I must be ha- unhappy because I don't have that result." Yeah, and this is not just takeaway from like health being an important value yeah. as well. Like, I really want to highlight that if you like love going to the gym and you love you know, eating a certain way and all of that, great. But if it's like, I'm trying to force myself to do it and it actually doesn't feel good or it feels like I'm using food as a coping mechanism, then Mm -hmm. this is a really beautiful opportunity 
to start to step back and go, okay, well, why am I using food or what's coming up for me throughout the week that is derailing me from, from going, going to the gym. And this actually like the thing that's coming through is like around values as well, because I think health can be important to us, but when we look at our values and these are like Demartini mm-hmm. principles, right? Um, we'll always kind of have like a top value or a top two values, but just say like your top two values is like health and family and like your health goals, like family's just slightly above and it's like your health goals or, or going to the gym or eating a certain way takes away from that connection with your family. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you're not going to want to go to the, the gym so much or you're going to prioritize spending time with your family. And then it like creates this cycle of, well, now I'm beating myself up because I said I, my health is important, but really what's happening is that your family is important mm-hmm. and more important to you and you're driving from that place. And so it's like allowing yourself to, to look at a few different pieces. There's like so much, there's so much here, oh, yeah, but like so there's a few different pieces and a few different ways to look at this. And so if you don't know your values, I would just do the 13 step Martini values thing. It's D-E-M-A-R-T-I-N-I. Yep. Martini. Just look it up on Google. It's all free. Um, and see what those top values are to understand what's actually driving your behavior from a values point of view. And then also looking at those underlying core things. Are you going and like trying to set up a routine because you think that you, you know, have to look a certain way or be a certain way in order to be lovable or to be acceptable in society. And if it's, and at the end of the day, it's like, if you do both of these and it's like, you find out like family or something else is a higher value to you, then you can start to go, well, how can I use both of those things together mm-hmm. and go, well, if I love spending time with my family, but I also want to be healthy. It's like, how can you start to do that together? Is it playing games together? Is it going to family yoga together? Is it, you know, having like a cooking day where everyone gets involved and the kids are involved and it's like, you're making the food for the week. And it's like starting to create these sorts of habits and things in your life that actually feel fulfilling rather than slogging it out at the gym by yourself if that makes you feel like shit yeah basically find what you love and uh follow that like if you come back into what feels good for you and you might be like well eating a bag of chocolate feels good to me (laughs) Well, like usually you would have the first couple of bites of chocolate and then it would start to not feel as good. If you're in tune with yourself and your body, the signals will communicate to you. But if you're not in tune with yourself and your body, then it can be easy to like smash a whole block of chocolate and be like, well, that felt good. And but it's really like tuning in. Did that actually feel good for me? And in those moments, what's feeling good? Because it's not bad or wrong. It's just realigning to your truth and realigning to who you are and learning the language of yourself and your body and listening to those those whispers and cues yeah i love that hmm. that's really nice <laughs> sweet i think we i think we answered that question yeah i think we answered it okay yeah. this one's a long one but i think it'll be really juicy so i'm gonna try read it correctly and if i stumble my words too bad i'll keep trying to read it I'm in a relationship for the past three years and we had some really big down periods recently where I built a lot of resentment towards my partner and I started questioning if this is the right partner to stay with. We had this turmoil going on for the past couple of months and and once he reached the point saying his heart is not in the right place, I felt like my world is splitting it into parts. Yes, a couple of days in, everyone calmed down. We made decisions to start a clean slate and... Then bam, my head started this game again. Do I want him, etc. Uh, to sum it up, he's saying he needs space and maybe we should try living separately. 
and this causes me emotional pain and I really don't want to lose him. Me saying this, uh, okay, I think I see what's going on. I'm going to stop reading it out because I'm confusing myself, but the overall arching problem is like they have been in this relationship and then shit has hit the fan in, in some ways and she started to build resentment and then being like, is this even the right person for me? Do I want to be with this person? And then as soon as it gets to like him leaving, he's made that decision to leave. She's like, oh my God, no, don't leave. And then they come back together. And then she goes into that headspace of, is this the right person for me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like it's yeah, one for you. Yes. <laughs> oh God. Yes. Also, yeah. Our relationships, hey. <laughs> yeah. Like I have definitely been in this space not for not for a few years now, but I mean, this is what I was doing when I left Jono. So mm-hmm. my current fiance, I left him in twenty twenty one. Yes, and yep. I moved to Sunshine Coast. Mm-hmm. And all before that, the two years prior to that, when we were together, I would go back and forth on this game for so long. And Crystal's also had a similar ex, uh, experience to this. So I think the first thing is like, we just want to normalize that this, it's like an anxious avoidant attachment. That's what's playing out. And so mm. it's like, when they pull away, you feel anxious. And when they get too close, you feel avoidant. Like mm-hmm. you're like, oh my God, is this the right person for me? Mm-hmm. And for me, what was really going on was that I when I figured out that I was being avoidant, it just made a lot of sense for me. And I was so terrified of making the wrong decision. Mm. And I was so like, oh my God, like what happens if the grass is greener on the other side and there's someone better. And then I would start like fantasizing about like ex-boyfriends or, you know, just someone outside of me. And for me, what I realized was that all of this was a way for me to avoid deeper intimacy with my partner. And because my partner loves me so much and I knew that it was the healthiest relationship I had been in and I just didn't know how to deal with that because I hadn't experienced that in my life. And so for me, it was starting to get some clarity on, okay, well, what is it? If I take him out of the relationship, what is it that I want in a relationship? And I started to go, okay, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm looking for. Does he tick all of those boxes? And the fact is he actually did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm looking for something and he actually has that. Is everything perfect? No, because no one's, no one's going to be perfect. And I had to stop setting that bar so high because it was impossibly high like it was just a way for me to again avoid deeper intimacy and so for me i just had to get that clarity and understand the avoidant attachment style playing out and why that was playing out and starting to heal a lot of the trauma around my heart because there was quite a lot and well we could probably say there still is a little bit (laughs) And it's like, it's just, you know, when you've had a long history of relationships and emotionally abusive people, it it does cause a lot of stuff. And so once I got, once I kind of figured that out for myself and got, I got back together with my partner, I made that decision of, I'm going to choose to see how this is the right person for me every single day. And that really made a difference. We also got therapy together. We talked about things. He went on retreat. I went on retreat. Um, We kept doing this work and that's what really made, made the difference. So 
my answer is like, you know, you say, I want to identify why I feel that way and what to do to heal it. For me, we really need to look at a couple of different pieces of, okay, well, take him out of it. And it's like, what do you want in a relationship? Is, are your needs actually being met? Is this, you know, a healthy love? Is this a, are you communicating together well? Um, are you willing to grow together? Like whatever your values are, whatever is important to you, does he meet that and allow you to flourish and grow in him and compromise and all of that? Or is there actually such a, a, a what do you call it? Like a rupture right now that it feels irreparable and either is okay right but what you might start to find is that it's not irreparable but we keep thinking it's irreparable we keep thinking this person needs to be different or whatever it is and our stuff really starts to come out and when we start to inquire within ourselves of okay well what's going on for me is it really like what's these thought patterns playing out what are the shadows that i'm projecting onto him and making him wrong for and all of that if you start to clean that up within yourself you'll really start to see your partner more clearly and you can start to answer those questions. I also highly recommend the book Attached because that's, I always thought I was anxious and I can definitely be anxious avoidant. Um, but when I was, when I heard more about the avoidant attachment style, I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense for me. And what was the other thing? Uh, relationship P, what was it? Relationship PTSD or something? No, I thought it was relationship OCD. OCD. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. that. So I'm not going to talk too much into it, but I also read this thing on like relationship OCD and it's like this obsession around seeing if, if that person's the right person or something like that. And when I learned more about that, I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. like sometimes just hearing these different perspectives and, and looking at things differently and reading about things can help you understand how you're feeling inside of your body. And when I looked at all those things, I was like, oh, I am doing that. And my quote unquote intuition that's telling me to leave is actually me being scared shitless of intimacy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'd love for you to answer that Crystal, because I know that you obviously navigated something similar and it also ended differently to mine. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll like everything you just shared was beautiful. So I'll only touch on it briefly, but essentially um, I had the same like feeling for a while with my relationship of like almost 12 years um, when we left like when I left and for me um, the feeling of is he the one is he not like there was multiple things over the 12 year period where that didn't come up and we'd work mm -hmm. through it and it would be like all beautiful and we'd expand and grow and yeah like I'd don't regret anything because every single time I met that same question I grew as a, a person and so did he and mm. we grew in the relationship and things healed and um the the, the problems or the, the the parts of us that were there would be like more able to meet each other and heal in the relationship so each time we met it we had conversations we grew we came closer together and you know the relationship evolved to a whole new level um, but eventually got to the end of the relationship where I just knew in my heart and in my soul that um, we couldn't keep going. It was like, there, it wasn't just like a, a question of is he the one or is he not the one? It was that we can't keep going the way we're going because where I desired to go in my life, and I had to be very clear with that, where do I desire to go in my life? Um, although there was a lot of things that matched up and like, you know, and he was a beautiful, willing partner and we're still good friends and I love him to death. Um, although he was willing to go into those places, 
it just there was just things that um just didn't feel aligned and so it took a long time because there wasn't anything really quote-unquote wrong we were able to work through things we could have deep conversations we grew so much in in being able to communicate which I'm really proud about um and yeah for me it was that the next level within myself was not able to be accessed within the Mm -hmm. relationship and you know now both of us you know could get to that next level and now both of us have expanded and grown heaps as human Mm -hmm. beings and I'm so freaking proud of him um, and I'm proud of myself for navigating through this journey after 12 years of being together. And we've both grown so much in the areas in which we have desired to. Uh, and we could have done it in the relationship, but it would have taken years. So I can see the, the genius in leaving the relationship and having that experience. And I also see the genius in the fact that we could have stayed and just like, you know, chipped away at it for years on end, but the the rapid fire growth came from leaving. Mm. And that's what my heart just knew was, and so did he, um, was the the place to go. So for me, I think the questions, they come up for you to evolve to your next chapter, for both of you to grow, for both Mm. of you to come together, for both of you to meet the parts of you that are wanting your attention, your love, the healing, so that you can keep evolving together and ultimately you'll know when it's when the, there's like a sticking point and you keep circling and looping around the exact same thing no matter how many times you face it no matter what you do and it keeps coming up and coming up and it's a couple of years down the track and it's still the same thing that would be a big call to really consider um leaving the relationship if that is something that feels aligned for you in that moment and no matter what you guys have done you've tried literally everything then um, you'll know in your soul um, and, and you'll know in your soul when it's time to go. There's no right or wrong. You just got to listen and you'll learn along the way. Yeah. And I think, you know, having two different experiences, one where we both walked away and I ended up coming back. Mm. Like I learned so much from walking away. And even though it wasn't the right thing to do long term, it was the right thing for me in that moment. Yeah. And I just really had to, I had to trust that. And I received just so much healing and growth from that six month kind of period that's allowed our relationship to be where it is today because I, I, I just couldn't like for me, I tried every, what felt like everything to me, but in my heart of hearts, I was like, I actually just don't want to like, that's how I felt. I don't want to fix this right now. I just want to be alone and just kind of go out on my own for a while. And, and that was absolutely perfect and it's what I needed. And coming back into relationship, I've been able to give so much more. Mm-hmm. I'm so much more mm-hmm. compassionate and so much more considerate. I'm so much more like all of those things that I felt like I quote unquote should have been beforehand. Yes. Yeah. And the, I think the last thing here is understanding that when someone like, okay, anxious avoidant dance that's going on. So it's like when they're there, I, you know, I, I question their relationship and when they're gone, I'm anxious and I whatever like I want them to come back I think there's a really important piece on attachment here and understanding the nervous systems yeah and how deeply we regulate with a person that we're around a lot yeah and it's like you know even Crystal was <laughs> even Crystal was here we spent like a whole week or 10 days together like every day and then when she left I was like oh that's sad <laughs> like sad. like I could feel like my nervous system my I missed her and and that's what happens like if we're with someone and we have so we have so much of our life revolving around that person and we spend so much time talking to them and all of that when they leave like it does cause a chemical imbalance as well through our nervous system and this is there's a book called from abandonment to healing yeah 
I was going to say from a healing to abandonment, oh. but we don't want to read that book. <laughs> that's yeah, that's book. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's funny. From Abandonment to Healing by Susan Someone. Yeah. I can't remember her name. But just look at it. Great book. Yeah. And it's like, even just that first chapter, oh, I found so, so helpful to understand a breakup. <laughs> and like, the word, like, she was like, okay, the breakup happening in that first stage is called like the shattering. Yeah. And I was suffering, like, and she's just like, oh. That's exactly what I'm feeling. I was right like, now. yeah, that's exactly how it's I was feeling. crying while driving and listening to that. I'm like, I'm gonna be okay. It's just shattering stage. Ah! And then yeah. after that, I felt better. I was like, oh, I'm feeling better. <laughs> yeah. And so there is like that initial response of your nervous system has been with someone and regulated with someone, and you're so used to them, and you kind of like you regulate each other. And so when that person has gone, you will start to feel this it's like coming off heroin basically mm-hmm. like that's how she explains it and then the next piece is you're gonna because it's gonna feel so scary and so big in your body you've really got to learn to regulate in these moments because like when you're in a fear response of course your brain's like oh my god i feel so unsafe i don't feel good oh my god what happens if i never find someone else what happens if this and it really gets really overwhelmed and then we go well the most obvious thing is that this was triggered when that person left Therefore, if I get that person back, I'm going to feel regulated again. Mm. And it's like, yes, there is a truth to that. But it's also if it's not the right thing for you long term, then the answer here is to really learn how to regulate your nervous system during that time of heartbreak and um, your nervous system learning to be without that person and knowing that it's really normal to feel that way. It's really normal to feel anxious and scared and worried about the future and am I ever going to find anyone else? And like, I have experienced all of those. I know you've been experienced that fucking roller coaster since you left. Yeah. And we can regulate ourselves throughout that. So I think, I think these two questions have so much in it and I would love to like end on some tools with them because otherwise I think we'll just go on forever and I feel like, you know, kind of a 30 minute episode is like delicious. Yes, it is great. So let's think about like anxiety and, you know, those time, even when it comes to like going to the gym and changing your goals and figuring out all of these things, I think the nervous system regulation piece is just so Mm -hmm. important because it allows you to get that clarity. It allows you to be in that part of your mind that allows you to think differently about something and have that perspective and see things rather than being in the fear part of our brains which is just like fuck everything and run (laughs) it's like stop i'm dying i've been literally stabbed in my heart we're like everything's fucked and you know when it comes to the food the sun is not fucking shining (laughs) the sun is shining but it's not shining in my soul (laughs) right (laughs) 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 yeah so i want i just want to talk about like those moments where you know we've we said oh i want to do this thing and then i've sabotaged it again we're going to the shame spiral we're going to the guilt we're going to everything's fucked or we're trying you know we want to we've decided it's right to leave a partner or a partner's leaving us or a friendship breaks down and then you know we're like oh my god i'm you know i'm fucked up and we're feeling all those feels and it feels so heightened it feels so fucked what do we do in those moments? Mm-hmm. Take a fucking well, breath. Well, fucking yes. I mean, like, <laughs> it's definitely been a journey for me in discovering this, but, like, the tools have really helped me. If it wasn't for the tools, I would be still 
fucked, honestly. Um, especially with emotions, like being able to like, honor your emotions, honor what you feel, like meet your needs in those moments are very important. But if you don't know what they are, this is why like the self love journeys are so powerful. Doing healing journeys, coming to a retreat like Ignite can be really incredible to be around other people, to be held, to release. Mm-hmm. Like I just came from a retreat myself, and it was exactly what I needed. Even though I was a supporting space, there was times where I was able to drop in as well and, and be like a mm-hmm. receiver and. It's just such a powerful space for you to just take a break, to come back into yourself, Mm. to discover yourself and to kind of mm, support the ignite of healing um, that is needed and required, especially through like... Slide in the retreat name. Yeah. Ignite of healing. I didn't even (laughs) realise. I literally didn't even realise. Good bitch, good bitch. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) It's all intuitive. Um, But... Yeah, like coming and being a part of a space like that, you know, is very profound, especially if you are going through a breakup or if you're not Mm. sure, like sometimes just having that spaciousness from the relationship can be really powerful. I know that really supported me. Um, And also being around sisters, like-minded people, um, even like other men that are more consciously aware, um, that can hold space, like those sorts of things are really powerful to kind of come into like yourself more and really discover yourself more. So like... Mm ultimately what i'm getting at here is like yes take a breath you know take a moment um the tools are going to be there like you could shake you could let out tears you could scream and then find your safety whether that's something external that you grab and hold whether like for me i had a little teddy bear so anytime i was feeling really Mm -hmm. overwhelmed i remember one time i was laying there um, you know, a few months ago, maybe five months ago, I was laying there frozen and I literally couldn't get up to go. I was meant to go travel to the Flinders and I was meant to get out at, like by a certain time and I couldn't move. I was frozen. And instead of panicking, like I would have, like my whole nervous system was overwhelmed. I just supported myself with self-love and like by being my best friend, which is why going and doing healing things and supporting yourself and learning how to access these parts of yourself are important. But it's just to know in those moments, like when I was doing it and I was, no, I was okay. I had like my little Teddy, which is my inner child Teddy. And I just squeezed (laughs) it and held it and took some breaths and slowed it down. And it was like, it's going to be okay. I'm here with myself. No matter how long it takes, I'm going to be okay. Even though my fucking chest got ripped out and I've experienced it many times many times Mm. over the past 12 months um and it is a very heavy hard pain and uh, for me it felt like I was literally dying multiple times and I'm here to say that it will get better and it does get better Mm. and if it is you are going through a breakup or anyone going through a breakup um or potential of a breakup you're playing with your yeah like your heart space and it like in this book abandonment to healing it really made it clear for me that it literally like your body doesn't know whether you've actually been physically stabbed with a knife or not it, mm. it, it like responds the same way and it was like the deepest pain in my chest that i have ever felt and yeah mm. it was really hard um but it does get better day by day just a little bit by little mm. bit um just pulling on the tools being around like-minded people putting yourself in a healing space you know um and even though you're not at that stage where you're leaving the relationship it still can feel like that like because if Mm -hmm. he's like if it's uncertain and he's kind of like push pull or he's kind of like i'm in i'm out i'm in i'm out like and then you're like okay i'm in now i'm not sure if if i'm out Mm -hmm. like i don't know what's going on you're playing with your heart in a lot of ways with your potential of ending and, and losing someone that you do love and you do care about um, or you walking away from someone you do love and do care about and it's really, really tough emotionally. So find the tools, find the support um, and just you can have basic things like nature, breath, 
mm-hmm. like something soft externally internal safety is but thinking about a place that makes you feel really safe mm-hmm. whether that's somewhere you've been before or something imaginary in a place in nature can be really supportive to break your state in that moment shaking can be really good um and talking to a friend yeah i think that like breaks state so anyone who's done nlp will know what we're talking about here yeah. but what happens is that we get into like it's almost like a trance yeah. like you're you're hypnotized into just thinking the world is on fire yeah, and yeah. i am fucked dead. and i am going to die and like yeah. we get really caught in the trap of being in that state and we don't think it's ever going to end until we go back to that person yeah and it's like you were okay before that person and you'll be okay after that person but in those moments we really we need to get perspective and yeah. i think like getting perspective is the most powerful 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 thing you can ever do because it's and perspective not just like um you know someone being like oh it's gonna be fine oh there's plenty of fish in the sea like sometimes you're like shut the fuck up like that's yeah. not helpful yeah perspective can be actually jumping in the ocean and remembering how held you are by life yeah perspective can be you know listening to the birds mm. and the trees and just sitting out in the sunshine and just feeling that and remembering I'm fucking alive right now. And that's, that's what really matters. And as you start to feel your body start to just start to come down, then, then you'll notice that, you know, those things around that people might be trying to tell you when you're in that heightened state of like, Oh, there's plenty of people. It's all going to be fine. That doesn't land when you're so heightened, but as you start to regulate and that perspective will drop in naturally and you'll be like i am actually okay and so what's really important is that you find i am okay through yourself yeah and that means like yes having support from sisters being in healing spaces doing all those things like doing big breath work sessions and and this stuff that really allows you to release all of that sorrow and sadness and shame and guilt and all the things and then you come back into that space of like deep knowing and that is what will move you forward and my mantra is it gets better and better every day yeah. uh, and this too shall pass and uh one of my friends and and uh yeah people that i really love that said this to me and he was just like there's always a beginning a middle and end to all things mm. and even if you're in the middle of it there will be an end mm. as hard as it may be to believe it will <laughs> totally yeah totally so yeah thanks for having me yeah, that was fun. It was fun. I, <laughs> I feel like we could just literally answer questions all day, every yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, we could. Share so much. We could. I know. Um, one thing that dropped in, we said 30 minutes, but you were at 33. One thing that did drop in, and I just want to leave this here for any questions that do ever come up around, like, should I stay or should I leave a partner? Mm-hmm. One thing that I found so helpful, and this actually helped me leave um, my past relationship that was actually really fucked. Mm-hmm. And I was willing to do all of the work and basically he wasn't. And I wanted the relationship to change. I wanted us to change. I wanted us to heal and grow. And he refused. He didn't see that he was doing anything wrong. He didn't think there was a problem. I was always the problem. I had to change. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always that sort of shit. Yeah. And so I listened to this podcast called Should I Stay or Should I Leave, <laughs> which was very helpful. Yeah. Um, and he said on this podcast, if 
Okay, if you're suffering in your relationship and that person is unwilling to change and unwilling to meet you there and you choose to stay, you are choosing your own suffering. Yes. And so, like, basically, if you want to choose your own suffering, then stay in that relationship. Mm. But it's like, if they're willing to change and grow and do all those things, then go through that process. You know, with Crystal leaving her ex-partner, it was a process and they, they actually met themselves deeper and deeper and deeper and then it was clear, okay, this needs to part. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like a lot of people are just like, no, nah, it's fucked. I don't want to do the effort and leave. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, how can you meet each other? And if that person's unwilling to meet you, whether that is romantic relationship, friendships, anything, and you are suffering because you're like, why don't you change? I would really have a think about why am I choosing my own suffering? And also, what is that mirroring back to you? You're yeah. asking that person to change <laughs> and that person's not like you know, changing, like, what is it that it's calling you to change? What is it calling you to ask for? And it's really important to remember to choose yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, why won't you change? And it's like, why don't you stop asking that person to change? Yeah. Yeah, like, literally, like, if you bang on, like, a door and it's just not opening and it keeps not opening, then you've got to make that choice and be like, this person I've asked, I've requested, there's no movement, there's no, like, um commitment to growth um then how does that feel how does that sit Mm. in my truth and as hard as it is what does that mean for me what do i like decide to do from here if this is how i'm going to be met if they cannot meet you then that's a big um call in to be like what is my truth here and where Mm. do i need to go yeah it's hard to face it's hard like i just want to preface that all of the yeah relationships are so incredibly difficult a lot of the time and not in the way of like once you've kind of figured out who you are and you figured out what you need and you've figured out the communications and the boundaries and you realize okay this person and you know me just don't match and all that that's when it becomes a lot easier Mm -hmm. but as human beings we really are wired for like connection and attachment and to be with someone and to feel the love yeah and to feel love and belonging and all of those things and that just that complicates it so much Mm. and so it's the more you can come back to yourself and see what do I need in this relationship what do I need to communicate what are my boundaries and have the hard conversations like the biggest thing is to have hard conversations when me and Jono got back together I still had moments of avoidance and I would have a hard conversation where I would tell him I'm questioning if this is right and I'm really scared that it's not and he would just say that's okay that's okay I sometimes have those thoughts too and then they would go away because I'd be like oh I'm normal never mind yeah like instead of trying to like hide it and pretend it wasn't there it's just like I was just so transparent so honest and just being met in those moments whereas if he had shut me down and been like you shouldn't think that or you're a bad person or blah 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 I also would have known that that's not my person and I would have left yeah yeah, so it's like the more you do this work, the more you keep asking yourself, what do I need? The more you keep coming back, the more you keep doing the healing, like you'll just see yourself so clearly, you'll see people more clearly and that will give you those answers. And doing this healing, uh, so doing the nervous system regulation, the shaking, the breathing, the nature, all of those things, like just use your tools and know that whatever you are moving through, whether it is shame about not being able to keep habits or Shame about, you know, the relationship or anxiety. Like, all of these things will absolutely come to pass. Just meet yourself where you're at and keep going. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
Yay. Amazing. All right, beautiful souls. Well, that was so fun. And we will leave the, well, I will leave because Crystal, I mean, Crystal's going to be here a lot. So she might just be jumping more on the podcast, which is so fun. I'm so Uh, excited. So we will leave the question form that in the show notes so you can go you can ask questions there we will keep coming in and answering them and doing all of that stuff if you have loved this and you feel okay this could really help someone please send it to someone or put it on instagram tag us she is crystal angwin dot crystal dot angwin a-n-g-w-i-n Okay, good. Crystal.angwin and I'm complete underscore by Caitlin. And make sure, if you want to hear more of that laugh, just re- can you please, what is that word when you like um, ask for something? Request. Request. Yeah. Request. <laughs> we can just do like one episode of your laugh. Oh, there's already a recording out there. So I'm when sure. you're having a bad day, you can just listen to Crystal laugh and it will always make you feel better. I'm glad to be of service. <laughs> All right, beautiful souls. Bye. Bye.